everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. When the ravages of Hurricane Katrina hit hard and hit home, in the summer of 2005, proving to be the worst national disaster of its kind in U.S. history, my next guest went to work, helping, serving, feeding, doing anything he could to help rescue what many governmental leaders had failed to do, and tragically so. Unprepared for the unprecedented floods, winds, rain, and destruction that would follow, one could only hope and pray, and pray they did. But now what? What about the loss of lives, homes, souls, and the spirits crushed because of it? And now, going forward, those that survived it enter in... Mercy Chefs, a national faith-based nonprofit disaster relief and humanitarian aid organization founded by 35-year restaurant and hotel veteran Gary LeBlanc, its founder and CEO, who simply said yes when he heard God say, quote, just go feed people, end quote, and feed people he has these past 16 plus years, along with beautiful bride, business partner, co-founder and president, Anne LeBlanc, who together have marshaled their combined talents of chef-worthy food, fundraising, leadership, marketing, event planning, and all that would be needed to resource an organization that is changing lives. One meal, one disaster, and in the end, one soul at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome to Testimony a wonderful honor indeed. Mercy Chef founders, Gary and Anne LeBlanc. Gary and Anne, welcome to Testimony. Well, we're so excited to be with you today. Well, it's great to have you both. First of all, to Anne, I have to say and share that the Christian Broadcasting Network, for whom you have served in various capacities of leadership for these past 25 years must explain all of those wonderful events that CBN and now those same skill sets are in full force only now in disaster torn areas where a simple hot meal is all the quote main event that is needed but not just any meal which we will talk about today with Chef Gary the two of you making an impact for not only body, but soul and spirit too. So let's get right to it. First question, how did you two meet Mary and finally end up ministering together as Mercy Chefs, the faith it took to get there and successfully, so I might add, having served over 20 million meals in over 30 states, 12 countries, and counting, and now global in reach. Gary and Anne LeBlanc, please tell us your story. Well, it's a wonderful story. It's one that certainly could only be God-ordained. Anne and I met while we were working in the hospitality industry, and then I moved to Colorado, and 
I sort of pursued her and we dated for three years, long distance, and finally decided it made more sense to get married than have those big, big phone bills. And so <laughs> the Lord has, has blessed us richly as, as we have um, watched our children and, and now grandchildren grow. And uh, it's, it's great to, to be married. It's great to work together. But now it's just incredible to be doing ministry together. It has really been um, such an adventure. Um, the funny part of our, our story is I might have a little history where I, I, I made, made some prenuptial agreement with Gary. And I have to tell you, at this point, he's broken them all, but he couldn't be. <laughs> a, <laughs> I didn't want him to be a pastor because I know the hardship pastor's lives face. And I, I didn't want him to be a, a television personality. Um, and I didn't want him to be a musician. And so he, he has started playing guitar now, and um, he's kind of thread the needle with this. He does a lot of television, but he's not a television minister. And he's done a, um, he's pretty close to a pastor with the care and feeding of so many people in the world. But uh, we've been married 27 years, and, and I think we're in the best part of it now, serving together. Oh, that is absolutely fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Gary and Anne LeBlanc of Mercy Chefs. Uh, Gary, you've stated you discovered your passion while volunteering in the aftermath of Katrina, but you were also, quote, surprised and outraged, end quote, by the lack of quality food and sanitary safeguards in place. Can you talk about that and what happened next? Well, Katrina surprised the whole country and it, it put such demands on everybody. As I volunteered in New Orleans after Katrina, I just, um, I, I was glad that everybody was doing everything that they were, but I was appalled by some of the things that I saw. And I thought there was a better way to feed people. Uh, and after working in the hotel and restaurant industry for 30, 35 years, I knew that there were skills and protocols that should be in place. And so as I got home after spending my two weeks volunteering, God just began to work on me. And, and I began to get angry about what I had seen. And I just, I really believed there was, there was a way to do it. There was a way to do high quality handcrafted meals in the same volume that, that the, the other meals that were lacking were being served. And it was wrestling with God over a period of time that led me to that place that he, uh, I, I think he got tired of me waiting to get it on my own. So he decided just to tell me what to do. <laughs> well, very well said. What would be a typical meal prepared for a disaster zone situation? And how are these meals stored transported, and in the end, disseminated to the victims, first responders, and volunteers, all in need of the high-quality, professionally prepared meals you say Mercy Chefs provides? Well, we cook everything on site. Everything we make, we make from scratch. We don't use prepared meals at all. Wow. Uh, we purchase all of our food so we can get the highest-quality ingredients. Our chefs are all just standouts in their field. And they put all of their love and experience into the meals. We do a lot of comfort food. We do food that you would recognize, food that would be served around a family table. Uh, 
today is pot pie, meatloaves. We do baked chicken. We do a lot of fresh sides, mashed potatoes, a lot of fresh vegetables, salads. We always have a roll, and we always have a, a homemade dessert. We do a lot of, not a lot, we do all of our baking on site, and, and we just provide a meal that we'd be proud to serve our family or friends. And, and we put as much love into it as, as, as possible. We, we always say that something amazing happens over a shared meal. We want that meal to be the very best that we can make. Amen. Go ahead, Ann, please. So often in the disaster zone, um, any any food is, is is sustenance for people. But there are a lot of hot dogs served and, and sandwiches. And I can't tell you the number of people that have opened one of our, our meal boxes. And they just knew it was prepared with love. And they begin to weep because it isn't a hot dog. It isn't a cold sandwich. It's something that warms them and, and warms their soul. And that, that is our goal. Amen and amen. I want to go back to your comments, Anne, about the prenuptial agreement for just a minute here. Uh, that was very uh, entertaining. Uh, for those that are listening, you are the daughter of Dr. Pat Robertson, founder of Christian Broadcasting a Network, who has been in ministry for over 60 years, broadcast ministry. But you made the decision, it sounds like, Anne, to take a departure from all that is involved with that, and God seems to have singularly set you aside to now work with your husband full-time in this ministry. Talk about the impact of that on you personally. Well, you know, I, the Lord has a plan for each and every one of us, and He lays those plans out. And sometimes we may not understand what happens and the situations, and sometimes it's painful. And there were some some things and, and some painful opportunities for me, and I didn't understand. But God had a bigger plan. Um, and I know that's hard to believe because I was part of CBN and all of the international outreach and impact that, that the ministry has had. But Coming alongside Gary has been the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And I always longed, I was kind of always an office girl um, at CBN. I didn't ever have the opportunity for direct ministry. And now I do. Every time we're out, I I am the one that goes out. Now my, my job a lot involves finding the story, telling the story, um, interacting with with those victims of these storms and disasters that happen. And I have such fulfillment because I'm able to just show them Jesus and love them and pray with them in their darkest hour. And that opportunity wasn't available for me at CBN. And so I understand God's ordering of our steps and he is always faithful. Amen and amen. And that's a testimony all on its own. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Mercy Chef founders Gary and Anne LeBlanc. And to you, or both of you actually, Mercy Chef's, quote, I would say, mission of mercy also extends to providing meals for elderly shut ins, single moms, the newly unemployed to immigrant families, and beyond. Question How do you vet slash determine 
which causes you undertake in your efforts to provide needed food and resources? And secondly, do you work in concert with other boots on the ground agencies providing other services such as medical, evacuation, etc.? Can you explain? Well, we always look for the greatest need, and we always look for where other organizations aren't. So we find the greatest need that's not service, and that's where we put our focus on. We truly want to meet the least of these when we're out in the field. And, and there's, there's so much hunger in this country. There's no shortage of places for us to go and for our people for us to reach. To your second question, Mercy Chefs interact with all sorts of other faith-based and secular organizations so we can get to that greatest place of need. Uh, we work with and have worked with everyone in the country, uh, from the largest to the smallest, from the national to the local level. And we uh, find so many opportunities that way. We always try to stay focused on working with churches. Because uh, in disasters especially, we're in for two or three weeks or two or three months, but then we leave. And so to work with a local church and help them become the center of their community and the disaster is a primary directive for Mercy Chefs. They're there for the long haul. They have the relationships that we want to support. And that's where we want to spend our effort, is making the local church more powerful in their communities. Amen and amen. That's fantastic. Now, Talk about your efforts during COVID, the supply chain and food shortage issues, rising costs of gas to fuel the trucks to get needed product where it needs to go, the economic upheaval in this country today. How has Mercy Chefs been able to overcome that and still serve, quote, a hot meal in a time of great need? Your thoughts? Well, it started in COVID. We, um, you know, when the lockdown took place, uh, we have a community kitchen at our headquarters. And locally, the food bank reached out to us about preparing a freezer meal. So we went from a hot meal to a cold meal to serve elderly shut-ins. Um, so we worked in conjunction with several organizations in our local community providing meals all during the during the pandemic um, until until that critical time of the pandemic lifted and it really taught us so many other things and we went into a new new realm where we were doing grocery distribution and it's amazing how a, a box filled with grocery gives the family dignity that they can go and prepare their family recipes yeah. and they can use those products that we give and COVID really, it, it, it was a pivotal time. I know there was some dire predictions that 40% of all nonprofits would fail um, during COVID and would have to shut down. And, and the Lord just really spoke to me and said, no, this is the time. Press in. Be relevant in the need. And it was astounding. That was really the force multiplier. For what we were doing, uh, the impact became huge through that. Now, with all of the logistics, it has been unbelievable, the increase in groceries. I'm not sure how yeah. families are making it right now. Right. Um, with, I mean, it, you know, gas prices that have come, they've come back down. Um, 
some, but they're still high. But, you know, we had someone joking with us yesterday about selling his, his antique Mustang um, prize possession to, uh, so he could buy a, a carton of eggs. When eggs, you know, eggs were always the protein that families used when they couldn't afford meat. And it just is really astounding how expensive a carton of eggs is these days. And um, it's been nothing short of a miracle how the Lord has kept the supply chains. But we've had to be very creative. I would imagine, ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to Gary and Anne LeBlanc, founders of Mercy Chefs. And this question is for you. Share one, or both of you actually, share one recent story that comes to mind after Mercy Chefs has arrived on the scene, served a hot meal, the response of that one or entire family, and yours in return. Well, we... um. My, the, the one story that I can't quite get out of my mind is um, we've been very active in Ukraine since the beginning of the war. Uh, we've, we've moved over four and a half million pounds of groceries to the front lines. But our warehouse in wow. Romania also became a stopover for evacuees. And, and they would be able to come in and get warm, have some soup or a bite and just rest and get ready for the rest of their trip after leaving Ukraine. And one of the girls that came through, young girl, nine years old, had lost her parents and lost both of her legs. And she was playing ping pong with one of our chefs. And she got angry at him um, and started yelling for him not to take it easy on her. He shouldn't feel sorry for it. He should play hard. And um, she went on and, and got, got her prosthetic for her legs and was back in Ukraine um, with her grandmother and they stopped at a roadblock and um, the Russians opened fire on the car and killed her. <gasps> and after all of that, um, our, our chef just can't tell the story without chest sobbing. It, 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 that's the one story that stands out to me is that little bit of hospitality and the tenacity of that young girl, I think, is reflected in all the people that we've met in Ukraine. They're so very determined. I'm often the one that, you know, in disaster zones, I'll use Fort Myers as an example. After the hurricane devastated that area, there were people, they lost not only their, they, their houses were flooded, but their cars were flooded as well. And so we had a distribution site, but they couldn't get out of their neighborhood because they had no vehicles. And it, you know, it took insurance. I, I know we shared a lot about our, our friend Diana, who was 83 years old. And as the floodwaters came into her first floor condo, she tried to venture out the door, uh, almost got swept away from the wind and the waters, the floodwaters. And so she, she got back into her house and she, she spent the remainder of the storm, which, which lasted many, many, many hours, sitting on top of her kitchen counter. Um, wow. And afterwards, her daughter reached out and for us to, can somebody help my mother? And she uh, contacted the governor's office, and the governor's office reached out to us and said, can you please? And it was a retirement community. Um, can you find Diana and help this retirement community that has been devastated from the flood? 
and we mobilized all of our meals and took, took them over to them. And it was just so heartwarming to be able to provide that meal. And Diana just started, I've, I've adopted Diana. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, She's doing really well. You know, it took, it took almost six weeks for her to get a new vehicle. She was pretty stranded in her neighborhood for six weeks. The insurance wasn't going to pay. All of her flooring needed to be ripped out in her drywall and all of those things. But she was, she had such a tenacity of spirit. And I love being able to see people say, you know, there's just such love in the food you serve. Thank you for caring for us and not forgetting about us. Um, and that is probably the biggest thing that happens in disaster is people feel, does anybody know this has happened to us? Is anybody coming to help? And being able to provide that love in a, in a little styrofoam box with a beautiful chef-prepared meal. I, I've had people weep over, over salads. First responders, you know, they're often eating MREs for days during a disaster and they can't even imagine a hot meal and they might get something hot, but for them to get a green salad, um, I've had weeping over the green salad. (laughs) (laughs) It's a remarkable thing. (laughs) Well, that has to be a first, a salad, uh, no less. Uh, What wonderful, wonderful stories. Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to Gary and Anne LeBlanc, founders of Mercy Chefs. Gary and Anne, you both obviously work with a tremendous team of various skill sets to make Mercy Chefs what it is today. Talk about that and how our listeners can get involved and next steps to doing just that. Well, we do have an incredible staff. It's grown so much over the last three or four years. Um, Of course, we have great chefs, but we have every other skill set involved with us. We always need drivers. We always need mechanics. We always need logistics specialists, planning people, and then office. We, We have warehousing needs. We do food distributions. And so folks that want to get involved with us, just need to go to the website. There's an information link on there. There's a volunteer link on there. You can go to Mercy Chefs and see active calls for volunteers in real time and actually sign up for a specific shift that you want to work. It plugs you right into the day-to-day operations of Mercy Chefs. And we, we now have over 6,000 volunteer names on the books, and we use all of those folks all of the time. We have volunteers in all 50 states and foreign countries, and it's, it's the volunteers. It's the people in the local communities, the people that travel to work with us that make the difference for us. I'm always astounded. It, you know, we feel that it really is a call. What we do is not easy. Um, going in, uh, our team will often, you know, when we went to Fort Myers, we were sleeping on a church floor. There was, you know, a boil-only mandate on water, um, there wasn't running water at all the first few days in the church. Uh, it was hot. I mean, it was Florida in um, early September. And we have these little mobile uh, tents, shower tents. And you put a garden hose once the garden, <laughs> once the water was working. And they're showering, uh, you know, in these little, these little outdoor tents um, with cold water. Um, and sleeping on air mattresses on floors. And 
it is a calling, uh, long hours. And so, so that I'm astounded at how God has called the team we have that are tremendous professionals wanting to come alongside. But it is our volunteers, and we have such an impact in the community when the volunteers who want to help their neighbors um, come together and, and, and make a difference. And we love to share that we'd love to share Jesus with each one of them. So um, it's amazing the number of volunteers that actually come and then they end up going away with much more than maybe a, a meal in a box, but uh, they, they see Jesus in us and they, they want to know more. Amen and amen. You've already answered that question and beautifully so. And how are the doors opened for you to share the gospel? Well, that is so obvious. I'm reminded of the scriptures which admonish us to not only pray when someone comes knocking with a need, but to fulfill that need first and then pray. That said, isn't that what Mercy Chefs is all about feeding not only body and soul, but spirit too. Your thoughts, Gary and Ann, as we close our time today. I think when you provide a physical need for someone, it just opens the door to talk about the spiritual need. We share the gospel. I, I talk to our team all the time about, you know, it's our job to set the Lord's table of hospitality. Uh, and then what the Lord does with that is is His business. And the challenge for them also is that one night the Lord's going to come sit down there. Was that the best meal we could make that day? And and it keeps us focused on that, but it, it keeps us focused on the message. It's about serving people. I, I think that, that that is the way. We had a pastor friend one time say to us in Haiti, actually, he said, poor people don't need to hear the gospel. They need to see the gospel. They need to have a place where the gospel intersects their lives. And that's what Mercy Chefs does, is we intersect the point of need with a physical need. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to founder and CEO, Chef Greg LeBlanc, and his partner in ministry and in life, co-founder and president, Anne LeBlanc, who together had the internationally renowned disaster relief and humanitarian aid organization known as Mercy Chefs, feeding millions worldwide, both body and soul. You can learn more about Gary and Anne LeBlanc's work, ministry, and mission by visiting mercychefs.com and become a part Get involved, lend a hand, serve a meal, or simply just make the time to make it possible for those that will. Gary and Ann, thank you for taking precious time to share your amazing story of how God not only equips us for service, but knows way in advance what's coming, what our response will be, and what yours has been these past 16 plus years in feeding not only body and soul, but spirit too. Your obedience to God's call, quote, just go feed people, has become a lifeline of hope for millions worldwide, life-changing, life-saving, and yes, a great hot meal too. We thank you and God richly bless you both. We've had so much fun being on with you today. Thank you. Thank you, Dancing. It's delightful. 
Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensen Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.